here today. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I'm here today. I'm here today to start the next level school owner club. Always be marketing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, Dwayne. Sometimes you just got to make things fun, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, here we are again with uh, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you, sir. This is our uh, um, fourth installment, if you will, or fourth episode of the Always Be Marketing. This will be our fourth and final one. Um, I just want to quickly remind everybody that the other three, you can go to SchoolOwnerTalk.com and uh, listen to all three of those. Uh, make sure that you get access to that. And um you know, I guess you could have done it in Batman the whole time, you know, with that mask and everything, that voice changer. I could. That would be pretty cool, right? That actually was one of my least favorite of the Batman series, right? It was with Ben Affleck, who I really love. He's awesome. He was great in that in that movie, The Accountant. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, my least favorite movie. But as you can see, I don't know if you can see on my wall, I'm a huge Batman baby, Batman fan. I have Batman statues, Batman dolls, Batman cow behind me on the on the on the top over there so it's kind of funny i've been a batman fan since i'm like three years old so it's well i just want to help you out here um they're called action figures not dolls yeah that's true though that's true especially for for tough guys like you and i (laughs) (laughs) well hey um i was gonna say uh did you see the the new lego batman i didn't see i'm not a big cartoon fan like with movie cartoons but um my friend saw it, actually, and he said it was amazing. So, I mean, they, they love that. Any kind of animation movies he's into, and uh, he said it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, so so it's interesting. The next movie I'm looking forward to is uh, is the Power Rangers movie that's coming out. But um, that's something that maybe we could throw in a little bit, a few ideas about that and, and so on. But we're going to start off. I know you had said that we, we would, last week we said we'd talk about social media and, and media presence and social media, you know, uh, image and branding and so on. So why don't you just run with it? Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about um, Facebook. But before we get into Facebook, maybe um, talk about, um, you know, I, I don't, Allie, do you guys have a blog for your school? I don't have a blog for my school, but I have a blog, personal blog, which I just started back up again. And uh, I'm really enjoying it, and it's starting to get some really good amount of traffic, which is kind of exciting. You know, the started off the first few days with hardly anything, and now it's up to like 150 to 200 views per day um, and growing every day. So I think it's exciting. So it is, it's something that I, I think would be awesome. I just don't know if I want to write two different blogs. Right. Well, I was going to, you know, just discuss a little bit about blogs and blog postings, Um I do want to say that if you are if you are going to do a blog, it's better to do it uh, consistently. Yeah. And, you know, maybe even if it's just once a week, um, as opposed to it being sporadic, meaning once a month, twice a month, and then yeah, the next month you did it four times that month. And so um, we've got to be careful. I think by if we're going to do it, it needs to be I think something that we are passionate about that we uh, like. Uh, it is just another way to get into our uh, prospects, um, you know, get into their window, if you will. Also, right. to reinforce the existing clients that we have, because we always need to be marketing to them as well. And so, you know, sharing your knowledge through a blog post is, uh, is a, you know, is one way to do that. 
but don't take it on if it isn't something that you're not necessarily passionate about because it's not a necessity for yeah. school. Okay, so I don't want to throw a bunch of work out there and everybody think that they have to do it. Um, it but if you are going to do it, number one, do it consistently. Um, number two, do it true to you and your school and your brand. Um, number three, it needs to just it needs to get out there. So there's follow up that has to happen. You need to take that and do an email to your list or lists. And we'll talk about that in a little bit with regards to email to get that blog post out. And then I would use different um, uh, software or plugins. Some most are free, uh, some are paid. But you can then get that post out to all of your social media uh, outlets, meaning uh, you know Twitter, Facebook, um, uh, Instagram, all those things. So that way you don't have to go into each of those platforms and try to um, you know try to upload them and, and put the link on there and everything because you don't want yeah. you don't want to do more work. The other thing I was going to say with regards to uh, um, blogs is there are services out there that you can then take the blogs and turn them into videos fairly quickly. Um, and the only reason, like we do this, the only reason I do it is because um, the, the blog post is already written, so I can then take them and um, repurpose them. And so I'll repurpose it into a video, um, and then that video gets posted, in, you know, in my YouTube but then it also uh, will go on Facebook and, and uh, LinkedIn and stuff like that. But I <clears throat> I don't want to create more work for everybody. So, in, in, you know, unless you can have the time to do it or delegate it to somebody else, um, you know, with regards to all that process, I don't know that, you know, uh, duplicating it right now is a good idea unless you can farm that off to someone else. You were going to say something, Alex. No, no. I, first off, I, I love what you said about, you know, and, and I get this as a web designer and a website company. I get this quite often where people will say to me, do you do blogs? And then I always ask them the question, what you had just said, do you have time to be dedicated to this blog? And like you said, it doesn't have to be every day. I've been writing my blog every day, every other day. I have so much material. Um, it's kind of almost my way of journaling, like a diary in a way. I could vent on my blog. I could educate my clients on my blog. I could complain a little. But I try to create this positive mo you know, model on my blog. Um, but, uh, but I could write. You know, I could bang out an article in like no time. But for those that can't, there's nothing worse than going to a blog and seeing that someone hasn't posted in, you know, six months or a year or four months or two weeks or three weeks. People will go to it and go, you know, once or two, they'll give you like one or two chances. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, oh, they never updated anyway. So why should I even bother going? They, they want, a lot of people want to see it in their feed and get excited about it and, and be able to follow it. If they like your, your theme and what you're talking about, they'll, it's almost like reading your favorite article or newspaper or something like that. Uh, this the column of whoever that favorite writer is, and then that's what the blogging is about. And I also like, too, that you said that, you know, make it true to who you are. Um, so many times people don't do that, and, you know, it's disingenuous. They're using different, uh, you know, a different voice for their blog than they would at their school and a different voice at their school than they would if they were with their friends. So make it who you are. Speak from your heart. Be careful what you say so you don't offend people unless that's your intention because certain people do that on their blogs and do very well. Um, but, uh, you know, make sure you're careful and you think it out and, and you carefully craft your message. 
So um, that moves us into so blogs. That's an option. Now let's move into uh, emails um, for always be marketing. Um, the first thing I would say with regards to your emails, and I apologize, I'm I'm, I'm kind of under the weather, so if my voice sounds bad or if I look like I don't <clears throat> give a crap right now, it's not because I don't. Uh, I, I just don't feel like I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, with with emails, there's a couple of things. Um, first off, is it's important for you to segment your list inside of your emails, and so the lists could be just for example all the males all the females it could be all of uh, the kids in your you know 3 4 5 class or 6 7 8 class or 9 10 11 class whatever it is all of your adults all of your uh, adult men adult female and the reason you want to segment those lists is because certain emails you don't want to email everything out to everybody all the time um Allie calls it white noise and 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 you know, what he means by that, and if you want to chime in, go right ahead. But basically is when you keep throwing stuff out there that doesn't apply to uh, the individual that's opening it, then you are potentially damaging them from opening other emails that will specifically be for them. Is, is... No, that's great. And, and it's funny, you know, Dwayne, I remember when we first met going back, I don't know, 15, 12, 13 years, 15 years, I don't even know, but it's a while ago. It's over a decade ago. And um, we met, you interviewed me for some other show that you were doing or some other th project you were working on, and I specifically talked about segregation of the list. And I, I've written many articles on this um, and, and so on, and I, I think it's so important that people understand what, what you said. If, if, for example, and this is the easiest way to put it, if you have a three- to five-year-old group and you keep sending them seminars on deadly knife-fighting techniques – for, you know, for a seminar that you're going to do and a training that you're going to do and how good you are, people will listen a few times and go, oh, that's interesting, and then they'll go, but this doesn't pertain to me. And if they keep seeing it, they'll eventually click out. They'll opt out. And they might not just physically opt out. They might just mentally opt out. So they might not look at your emails all that often. If it has anything that looks like it doesn't fit their category, they'll step away from it. So it's very important for us to speak to a parent of a young child in that voice of what's most important to them, right? And then you can have many lists that kind of inter are interwoven, like, for example, a general email list where you send it out of school closings or anniversaries, you know, whatever's going on, special events, fundraisers, or and then you might have a general email for adults where they're going to get more adult information, basically seminars, grappling, whatever is good for them. And you have to be very careful that you don't blend – You again – just look at it the opposite. You have an adult following. You don't want to send them too much information on a three to five year old mommy and me class if they're not into it and they're not, you know, they're not a parent training. They'll just eventually opt out so that you'll lose that. And that's what we create sometimes our own white noise. And I have a really good buddy. He does a lot of posting and um, sometimes it's just too much. I love listening to his posts, but sometimes it's the same thing over and over and over and over again to the same list. I eventually just start clicking close. So. That's my point on that. Yeah, and, you know, it's not to say that you don't want people to unsubscribe from your list because you do. You know, there's even though email doesn't cost you anything extra in most cases to send to, you know, 1,000 is to 100. But, um, yeah, it's okay to, to have some people to unsubscribe, but you want them to unsubscribe because they don't even care about going to your school anymore um, or they, in the first place they don't even care about going to your school as opposed to they're tired of seeing your emails all the time that do, do not apply to them. 
So that, and I just want to just real quickly say one more thing with regards to email. Email is not dead, right? Contrary to popular belief, it is not dead. So always be marketing and emails. Just and and that could be a whole call in and of itself on you know the subject line and 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 everything inside of the email that that needs to push them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. But that's uh, that's that's email. Next one is Facebook. Well, well Dwayne, can I can I just add to that one second too? I mean, that one more comment. Um, that uh, email is definitely not dead. However, um, it's definitely people will get their emails a little bit slower nowadays because they're getting so many of them. I mean, I wake up every morning, roll out of bed, I you know kiss my girlfriend good morning most of the time if I don't screw up and look at my phone first. <laughs> but I usually roll over and look at my phone and I hit the edit setting and I just go delete, 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 delete. I got like 40 emails every morning that I just delete right through and then hit and then look at the emails that I read. And some of them I'll go, I'll read that one later, I'll read it tonight, I'll read it tomorrow, that kind of thing. So people are being a little bit more selective. Um, so that's why there are certain tricks to, you know, certain words you may want to use in the headlines, like, oh, my God, you got to check this out, or, you know, this is very important, read it now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and text messaging is awesome as well. But you could also, we use a program, Entreport, where you could SMS right from that program. I haven't used it yet, but I'm looking forward to trying it out. So, um, but yeah, email is a very powerful way of communicating. Yeah, and I just want to say it's not dead. <laughs> yeah, um, you just need to be strategic with it. The other thing is, um, well, you brought up texting. Let's just talk about texting. Texting is one of the fastest ways to get a hold of uh, individuals uh, when when their phone goes off. Um, you know, everybody looks at their phone, they hear it. Everybody in the room that has the same sound, yeah, you know, goes, oh, is that my phone? Uh, type thing. So it does draw the attention. Um, with texting, I know, like for me, I, I, I bought a tech, used a texting service for bringing people in to the school with, with marketing and then also uh, staying in communication with my clients. Um, I found that uh, personally with my clients, um, it seemed more of an annoyance to them, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Just from from the select individuals that I talked to about it, and the uh, you know the texting to get to bring people in, maybe the way that I was doing it or whatever, I just it wasn't cost effective enough for me. So I have since dropped the texting service. But um, I have found that uh, texting the uh, the the follow up meetings, you know, or the appointments, you know, for somebody. We I mean, we do calls too, but we also ask them if they would you know if they want us to text them, and so we can actually text them their their uh, appointment with us or follow up. And then we use texting if they miss an appointment or um, we can't get a hold of them any other way. We'll text uh, through our um, our phone service because the phone service that I use we text with too. So um, and I'm sure that there's a lot more elaborate things with texting. I just like I said, I drop that. I didn't continue it. I could give one, said, one. I wouldn't revisit it. I could give one selfish plug to a friend of mine who owns a business. You and I both know him very well. It's Jeff Cohen. He used to be the owner of Member Solutions. You know, so he has a really great texting service that's wow. very inexpensive. And uh, it's quite phenomenal where you could build landing pages. In fact, we will put a link up shortly on that. Maybe not this week, but next week because we are doing a, uh, a kind of like a, 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 a promotion for him. So uh, we'll get that link going and then uh, we'll get it started and, and people could check it out if they want. But that's something that we'll do in the future. 
Well, and what's different about his service is it's just not texting. You know, it's like yeah. you said, it has the whole landing pages involved and stuff like that. So that's a different story. Um, so when I just got done, maybe it sounded like I bashed texting. <laughs> no, no, um, no, not at all. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't want it to sound like that. But so then let's move on to Facebook. Um, okay. Facebook paid and Facebook free uh, postings. I, I, I believe that, you know, with your, with your uh, Facebook, with the free postings, you can do as much free posting as you want. One, obviously, because it's free. Um, but you, I believe you do need to mix mix it up between the different ads um, with content, with opinions, um, and you need to be available. And the nice thing with smartphones is you are, but you need to be available to respond to some of those because there needs to be a lot, because that's why it's called social media. You've got to have a lot of interaction. It does take a lot of your time. Um, and as much as I like the things that social media does, uh, if it were me and I, I, I didn't have a business, I wouldn't even be on it just because it's, it's a waste of time in my opinion. Um, but that being said, uh, paid, pay, or, uh, free postings, you know, I will do, like I have an event coming up, I will, I use a product called Hootsuite that we set up our posts, and then that way we set it up the time that we wanted to go out, the picture, the information, and then it will go out uh, to different platforms so that I don't have to do all the posting on one uh, platform and then go to the next platform, that type of thing. Um, so be aware of that. You can use different uh, different tools to, to, to be able to do that for your uh, free posting. you have anything on free posting before we move to paid? Um, well, definitely on, well, I guess it, I guess it kind of falls into this category. I just want everyone to understand that, remember that, and here's the danger of what we have in our society right now. And I'm not going to get into all this, you know, deep philosophical or political stuff, but everyone has a voice. Like the other night, my girlfriend was watching her niece, uh, uh, around, uh, you know, um, singing with her friends on, on Facebook live and everyone has a platform nowadays and they could go worldwide. Some of them become viral. Some of them could be, you know, uh, do bad things and, and say bad things, hurtful things and so on and so forth. So I urge you, and, and I, I talked about this in an article I wrote a while back, that for school owners, you have to think of it as a theme, right? Your, your posts, your live videos, your comments are nothing more than a running theme for your, for your school. Uh, so, for example, you can't say, and I, have, I had a client in England that would always be positive on his posts and then, uh, you know, say positive things, but then he would he'd do negative things and say negative things. So we didn't know. Sometimes he'd be like, I'm going to sell my school and get rid of it. I can't stand it anymore. I'm quitting. And his students would be like, no, please, sensei, don't quit. And he would constantly create this strife within his school. And I think he was shooting himself in the foot to some extent. And I used to email him behind the scenes and say, listen, stop talking like that. People are confused with who you are and what your message is. So you have to have a theme. It has to follow your meme of your school, what your brand is and who you are. And, um, and all your posts should be about that. It should be about lessons in traditional martial arts or, you know, helping kids or, you know, being a positive person or helping others, altruism, et cetera, et cetera, right? So uh, it's important for us to continually reinforce that message because social media could be dangerous as well. So be real careful with what you put out there where you show yourself, you know, if you say, if you don't promote drinking, for example, 
um, don't have a picture of you with a beer in your hand. Or, you know, if you're telling your students to stay away from drinking and smoking, you have a cigarette and a, and a martini, um, you know, you're, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? So be real careful with that. You know, be, be uh, you know, true to who you are and make sure you don't, you know, step beyond that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, with the, uh, the the paid Facebook advertising, um, I, I guess my personal uh, thing would be, especially if you've never done it before, would, would, would be to pick some of those stapled events that we talked about back in um, – the uh, the second uh, or part two of the always be marketing and um, advertise those first before you start doing it on a consistent basis. So meaning you're back to school, summer, special karate, uh, uh, karate for Christmas, you know, whatever it is. At the very least, I personally think that those should be um, done on Facebook. Meaning right. You do the, 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 the paid ones. I'm not against doing a, a blanketed one that you just run all the time, but your big pushes for your stapled times of the year, that's where you want to get your, your feelings out and, you know, try to try it out, adjust it, try it out, adjust it, and then then you can do it more on a consistent basis for the, 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 the paid Facebook advertising. Right. Um, Allie, with, with you guys, do you um, do I mean I know with this with the stapled events you do paid Facebook advertising all the time for those. But yeah. Throughout the year, do you have a standard one that you do? Well, I I first off I have been experimenting with Facebook for a long time and and like you said certain events work really well and certain events in my schools don't work really well. Um, paid advertisement for me um, sometimes you know boosting posts or paying for an ad. Um, will drive traffic to my website. Hopefully, my website will convert. And that's important for people to know. Unless you have an ad that's fully designed to send them to a landing page where they click and sign up for a special, sometimes it's nothing more than, um, I, don't, I don't know, uh, referred marketing, really, I guess you could call it, where, you know, they see an ad on Facebook, they click it, and they end up on a website. And now your website has to sell them, unless it says call now, and they call right away. So there's different ways of setting this up, and that's important for the listener to understand. However, too, here's the thing. Don't just market because everyone else is saying Facebook, Google AdWords, this and that. Because sometimes we tend to do that, and we don't do it well, and we waste tons of money. And always check your marketing and make sure that it's actually turning into something that's beneficial. For example, if you're spending $500 a month and you're getting 20 leads, that's great. But if you're spending $500 a month and getting one lead, um, then you just paid $500 for that one lead. And if you don't sign them up, you're in trouble. So you have to tweak your advertising. Look, And we spoke about this in, on some of the last few calls. Um, make sure you're watching your message and seeing if that message is resonating. And this is where sometimes marketing experts are better than being a school owner and just throwing your marketing everywhere, right? You and I both understand, um, you know, digital marketing and uh, pretty well so that we can understand dynamics and algorithms and, you know, analytics to see if it's really working. And and it's not the easiest thing to figure out even when you know what you're doing. So, um, you know, so that's important for everyone to listen to. So my point is, don't just do it because you think you have to. You don't have to have a blog. You don't have to have a Facebook page. You don't have to have this unless you're going to do it and do it well. If not, hire someone to do it for you, pay the extra money, and, and then it'll, and make sure that it's impactful or else it's a waste of time. The, the next thing with Facebook I was going to say that, that you want to do all the time, uh, and this is, this is paid uh, advertising, but uh, it's retargeting. 
So right. um, basically, a generic way of explaining it is they've gone to your website. There is a cookie that's on your website that obviously goes into their browser and because they visited your website. And then when they go to Facebook, they start seeing your ad about your school. Um, and not to get into specifics, but that ad needs to match the actual page that they came from, meaning uh, the look, the feel, the saying, everything, so that they, there's congruency there, even if your logo's there. But there needs to be congruency there um, so that, um, you know, uh, it, it, it uh, just permeates with your brand. Right. That's something that I believe should be done all the time, that the uh, the Facebook retargeting. And and that's a beautiful thing. So, um, you know, in as much as I don't do the the other things, you know, all year long with regards to Facebook, um, I do the stapled events, but with the retargeting, um, and that's a little tricky to learn how to do retargeting, but um, it, it, it would be it would be vital, I think, for your businesses, especially in this day and age. Even if you don't do um, uh, anything else, you just do the retargeting. I, w- I would definitely at least do that. Right, exactly. Well, retargeting is a great thing, I've, and we've all been been a victim of it. You know, where you know you look up a product on Amazon. And um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you find that that item you didn't pull the purchase button, or even if you did, you know, pull the you know, push the purchase button, um, you know, you'll find that it is it's something that has been uh, following you around because you'll see that same product or a similar style product, and it will be up on your uh, Facebook page, and it'll follow you to Google, and it'll follow you to other social media and so on and so forth, and you won't even realize it. Like, I'm like, wow, this, before I even knew about it, I'm like, wow, this is coincidental that it keeps showing up, um, and, and it's here and there. So it's pretty interesting that that dynamic is, is there. So um, anyway, uh, definitely something to look into. Uh, you know, I, I actually do digital marketing and digital media marketing management. I manage Facebook ads for people, Google AdWords for people, and so on as part of my website service. I have a specialist that does that. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to learn it and study it and you have time, definitely doing it, do it, definitely do it. I mean, yeah. And I was going to say, um, that leads us to the next thing is Google, Google pay-per-click. Um, right. Allie is Google pay-per-click dead. Not really. I, I mean, I, I use it all the time. I think that it's a matter of how, you know, here's the thing. Here, here's a big question. This will be a great question to, uh, answer. So, there's many dynamics, right, that involve Google pay-per-click. So, for example, this is the easiest way. Um, let's pretend we're back in the Stone Ages and we put a billboard on the side of the road, right? And that's, you know, we pay, we get money, we invest our twenty, thirty thousand 30000 for the year, and we put up a billboard. It could change four times throughout the year, included in the cost. Um, it costs us a big bunch of money. And, um, you know, we pay for it and then we, we're not getting any calls. So we go, we want to figure out what's wrong. We drive where the billboard is located. We notice there are three huge trees in front of the billboard and the billboard is hidden behind the trees and they never trim the trees. So they forgot to do that. And the billboard has been hidden or let's do another scenario. They have the billboard, but we had them do the ad and the ad um, is totally bad. It's negative. It doesn't sell. It puts us down or it makes us look bad or it doesn't have a very good message. And now that billboard is doing nothing but having thousands of cars drive by it every single day. 
and um, they're getting negative reinforcement, and they're being told not to buy from our our school. So now here's you know roll forward ahead in time, and now we're doing Facebook marketing, and the Facebook ad they click here, they drive to your website, they click on Google AdWords, they're driven to your website, they open the website, and let's just say the the message is learn self esteem, learn self confidence, you know um, lose weight. And they drive it to your website, and your website is poorly designed. It's hard for them to find what they're looking for. And the message is, has pictures of people who are overweight, and it doesn't tell the message, et cetera, et cetera. You're actually not you're, – you're shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. So is Google AdWords dead? Not really if you have everything in a row. You know, good ad on Google AdWords, good click-through ratio, boom, right to your website with a good message, easy sign-up button. And all of those things connect. But if one of those links are wrong and things aren't working well, you're actually hurting yourself and you're spending money to maybe do damage to your to your brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Now let's um, quickly talk about, and, and I'm in, I'm in uh, no position necessarily to talk about these. Um, I just stay away from them. But uh, And you let me know what you guys do. But Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, do you use any of those to promote your school? I mean, I mean, well, let me go back and say I have a Twitter, I have a link, and I have an Instagram. When I do a blog post, when I do a personal um, uh, picture or post or comment or, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll use those, but I'm not actively using them to, uh, you know, as a paid service to drive business to me. Right. So... So for me, I have never really, and only Facebook and, and Google AdWords are, are my digital marketing areas where I pay to have, um, you know, adver advertisements going out. Um, however, it really all depends on what you say marketing is. And you and I know this is why this topic, ABM, always be marketing is so important because everything is marketing, right? So again, I post a post and said, I hate my girlfriend, which is not true because she's listening right now. Um, but and I post that on Facebook, people get a negative feeling, like why does this guy hate his girlfriend? You know, and and that would ruin my my brand image on my marketing. Right now, I say, you know, I love my girlfriend. I have the greatest relationship. Things are amazing, and without it getting too sappy because it's not anyone's business. But you know, you know, you know, we went out and we did a charity fundraiser this weekend. That is marketing in itself because it sells who you are as a person, right? But if you have to constantly say, I have the best school, I'm the best person, I'm the smartest person, they're going to think that it's not real. So, so anyway, with that being part of the marketing, you're marketing continuously for free on Facebook, and you could be marketing on paid, paid stuff. So that's what I do on Twitter. I post cool stories, cool quotes. I post that on Instagram, cool pictures of our school, things that make the existing clients say, wow, I'm proud to be a part of that school, and also about future clients that maybe are posting or sharing or looking at my pages going like, wow, if I had a son, I would want him to be there. Or if my cousin ever asked me about martial arts, I'm going to remember Long Island and Jitsu Centers. I'm going to send them to that school because I like the message. It it resonates with me. Does that answer that question? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and it sounds to me like we're doing the same thing. Um, we're just not yeah. using any paid. I've tried paid on uh, Instagram before. And when you do um, – Facebook advertising, you have an option to uh, do that same, um, you know, paid advertising on uh, Instagram as well. So right. I usually don't select it, but 
there, there is an option there. Yeah. And, and, you know, on something like that, if you're paying for advertising and Instagram comes up as an option and you're only paying based on clicks, then, then who cares, right? If you're already paying for Facebook, but Facebook shows it on Instagram and you don't pay unless someone clicks on the ad. However, Facebook is different. You pay and you have to have a minimum budget and you're paying. At least AdWords, you could pay based on per click, you know, click through. So if someone sees your ad and well, you can do that on you can do that on Facebook. You can do pay per click or you can do pay per impression. I mean, there's different structures. right. But isn't isn't Facebook just a sip, a simple daily budget? You can't unless you have like a five dollar oh. daily budget. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They still yeah. switch to that. It's still pay per yeah. click. Right, but, exactly. But you right. have to have, yeah, like, yeah. you can't you can't say, I want to do a $2 budget because they won't accept you as an advertiser at that point. You, you can only do $5 per day and uh, yada, 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 and so on and so forth. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I'm hoping the listeners do too, Dwayne, which is important because you and I are both saying the same thing. Um, that, you know, you have to, you have to be strategic. That's one thing that we talk about in next level school owner clubs is, you know, strategy on marketing, strategy on systems, strategy on your floor, teaching and what the message is and having that congruent message. I think that that's super essential. So I think that that's uh, powerful for us. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, pretty much covers the, the information I think, uh, with regards to, uh, the part four, unless you have any other thing that you want to quickly talk about, I, I don't, I don't want to take too much time, but what do you, what no, else? No, that's okay. Well, I, I'll quickly just say one more thing. And then that's, uh, you know, the, I guess it's not new, nothing new of what we just said, but it's just to reinforce what you and I just said. Number one, don't get caught up in doing things that you're not good at. Don't try to post because you, everyone else is telling you you have to do so. Don't blog if you don't have the talent to blog or the, you know, the time to blog or the desire to blog. Uh, you know, I, I have to, one quick story. When I went to Australia the first time to teach and do a public speaking and, and go, you know, set a, a martial art seminar for business owners, I found it was interesting because they did not have all that much information. Like I was coming from the Maya Super Show and Century and Natma, and then I was going to Australia and seeing like what a shortage of information they had in Australia, you know, as far as the consulting industry. It was in its infancy. However, because they were so good at the few things that they had, they were killing it. Like I would go to a guy, he'd go, no, I don't have your system. I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't do that. And basically all I do is come in and teach and have great classes. And I'm like, oh, interesting. How many students do you have? Uh, uh, 590. Like what? How much? Oh, you must be charging 20 bucks a month, right? No, no, I'm charging 140 a month. Like they were just really concentrating on what they did and they did it really well. And I said, wow, I had an epiphany. I'm going like, this industry is in its infancy. It should probably stay that way because the more information they get, the more confusing it's going to be. The more the technology seeps in and software and new ideas and dojos in a box, it's going to, it's going to confuse the message, right? And um, that's going to be a problem for them. So anyway, long story short, they were more simplistic, but they were doing better because they didn't have their head in too many areas. So that, that's my final thought is don't overdo it, don't overwhelm yourself, but do what you do and do it really well. Nope, totally agree. Totally agree. Hey, I wanted to remind everybody that you can listen to uh, part one, two, and three by going to schoolownertalk.com. Uh, you can also subcri uh, subscribe to School Owner Talk through your Android device or 
your uh, Apple products by going to schoolandertalk.com. We've got the information there. And there's a few um, uh, webinars that Allie and I did that are still up there. Uh, the replays are there. And uh, you can uh, click on those and watch those immediately. So they're right, right. there for you. Allie, any final thoughts before we end? No, that's it, Dwayne. I hope you feel better. And um, I hope all the listeners I hope all the listeners got something good out of this. And I'm excited to uh, keep on helping the industry.